Hello, all you hustling boss babes. You're listening to our first mini episode, pregame preparations for your perfect resume. Welcome to the Not Wonder Woman podcast. No capes, no superpowers, just hustle. Not Wonder Woman removes the myth of the ladies who, quote, have it all and gives practical insight to help you, the working woman, conquer the world like the boss babes we know you are. We're so glad you're joining us for your pregame preparations for your perfect resume. It's me, Mel, and I am talking today by myself, missing the beautiful Kieran as always, but we wanted to do some more mini episodes for you guys to follow up on questions that we've been getting uh, from our prior episode. So today we thought we would give you more information about getting your perfect resume ready so that you can go out there and get that dream job. You know right now we're in the middle of a dream job series about how to land it and we're talking each week about the steps that you need to be taking in order to land your dream job. But clearly resume writing is one of the top steps to getting your dream job that you have always wanted. So today I'm going to talk about a few of the mistakes to avoid and the definite do's that are must haves on a modern resume. So the first one is probably pretty obvious, but typos and grammatical errors are a definite don't. So that is one of my top ones. Make sure you read it several times. Also, make sure you send your resume to friends and family to help you proofread. That's really important. They may not know as well your work history details, but they can definitely tell you if you have a comma in the wrong place or if you've misspelled a word, those kinds of things. And it is important that you make sure there is absolutely no typographical or grammatical errors. Also, make sure that's true of your cover letter as well. The other thing that I really think is important to avoid is attempting this one-size-fits-all approach. We talked a little bit about that on last week's episode, so please make sure you go listen to it. But if you think that you can get away with just sending the same resume to every recruiter or to every job description, I think you're sorely mistaken. You will need to do some tweaks to each one, in particular the cover letters, that's another place that you can think about it, but even on the resume, make sure that for each job you're applying for that you are highlighting the areas of focus for that job, the job that you're trying to apply for and get. So I think that's another important area to emphasize. Also, you wanna make sure that you are highlighting your duties Um, less than your accomplishments. Your accomplishments are what really make the difference. So let me give you an example of this don't, and then I'll give you a quick example of a do. So as a lawyer, you might say something like, attended group meetings and recorded the minutes. Well, that tells you what you did, and that's good, but you might give it a little more detail and really catch a recruiter's eye. Like I recorded the weekly meeting minutes and I put them in an Excel file and made them more easily accessible for the organization for future reference. Something about how you updated it made a situation better. So not just what you did, but how you made it better. Another example that I like is about my trial experience. So I could say something like first chair trial experience, period. And that would describe the fact that I had gone to trial. But I also could add some more details. First chair trial experience wherein I gained my client a $200 million verdict. These kind of details really make your resume stand out because it shows what you can do for the company. Not just your experience, but what 
goals you can accomplish for the company. The other thing to avoid in a resume is making it visually too busy. You want to make sure that you're leaving room for margins, that you're giving some good space between your activities, your education, and your job history. You don't want somebody to look at a resume and automatically freak out because it's just a lot of information. You have to remember these days, many people are looking at things on their phones, so Understand that you may be working with a smaller screen, so check your resume on your phone, open it on your phone, and then also check it on a desktop, because that is a really different experience for people to read certain documents on a phone. So make sure your resume is visually appealing in both formats that are available to you. Another don't, and I know this one sounds super obvious, is incorrect contact information. I don't know about you, but I had a friend once that had a phone number wrong on their resume. And so they were sending it out, sending it out. And when they were getting callbacks, they never received them. And so when they finally changed that contact information, it was the right number. And of course, they started receiving them. So I know that's a minute detail, but really make sure you're double checking it. Look at it. Think about it again. I know you're trying to send these out fast often, but you really do want to make sure to to get all the correct contact information. Another point about contact information is to think about the email account you're using. Make sure it doesn't say something along the lines of, I'm too cool for school at yahoo.com. That is a big don't. You wanna make sure that your email somehow reflects your first and your last name, and maybe a middle name if you need that to help make your account. The other thing you wanna think about is removing a Hotmail or Yahoo account. It's time to move on to a Gmail account or maybe an iCloud account or even your own personal website account. But having a Yahoo, AOL, or an education-based email just makes you seem like you're living in the past and you certainly don't want that on a resume for your job of the future. Another don't on a modern resume is to drop the objective section. You want to show an employer what you can do for them, not what they can do for you to help you meet your objectives. You also want to be really careful about your short-term jobs. I know a lot of us have them, but they really do raise some red flags for hiring managers. They're going to wonder why you were fired or that you can't get along with your coworkers. Both of those are bad signals. Plus, a few months on a job won't typically be useful in showing any real accomplishments or advancements anyway, so really think about what short-term jobs you may include on your resume. The other thing that is an exception to this rule is whether or not it was a intended short-term job. So if it was a contract job that you were hired to do for six months and you accomplished that, I would keep those kinds of jobs on your resume as well as jobs, for example, for a political campaign, which are by their own nature, short-term jobs. Another don't is mention of your high school. If you're more than a few years past high school graduation, employers don't care which high school you attended or how accomplished you were when you were there. I would just keep any mention of high school off your resume unless there are some extenuating circumstances with, for example, a hiring manager or a manager that you want to work for that went to your same high school and there's some previous connection that you have. But otherwise, leave high school out of it. Extra pages are indefinite don't. If you're in your 20s or 30s, your resume should be one, maybe two pages at the most. Typically taking up more than that just really is wasting your and your hiring partner's time.
A resume should also not include your salary. Resumes don't typically include a salary history, so any candidate that puts that in their resume comes across as naive. Plus, by sharing that information, you may be compromising your ability to negotiate later. Here is my final don't, a bad summary. I do think a summary statement at the top of your resume is really important. People typically get through the first third of your resume before making a decision, and they do it very quickly. So it is important that your career summary is accurate and effective. One bad career summary would be something like accomplished professional seeking career growth. Something like that doesn't really tell you anything about the person. Something like you were a marketing manager for a Fortune 50 company with award-winning marketing campaigns that led to 50% stockholder growth, that gives details that really will be resonating with your recruiting managers. We mentioned this last week, but just as a reminder, Most people that read your resume, like the hiring managers or recruiters, will only give your resume three seconds. So you need to make sure the top of your resume really resonates with them. Another idea that is a do is to make your resume stand out. You wanna think about that balance and being able to read it on your phone, but maybe adding a pop of color is an easy way to spice things up without going far overboard. We talked a little bit about whether you might add a picture to your resume or whether you would maybe make it a color, like a colored font or things like that. I I think about being traditional in your resumes is the safer way to go, but maybe adding something along the lines of a red line between the contact information at the top and the start of your resume below. And, And think about ways that you can add just a pop of color to make them stand out and wanna keep reading. It is really important that you don't over embellish though. You want your skill set to be what stands out on a resume, not your picture or the font you use or special curly cues here and there. So don't go overboard with this, just maybe one line or something like that to delineate your sections and make it visually easier for the person to read and stand out. These days, a lot of resumes are getting read by bots, not humans. And often they are not looking for soft skills like quick learner, hard worker, or great attitude. You don't want those to take up so much room that you miss some of the harder skills that these bots may be searching for as they review resumes. So think about adding distinguishable tech and social media knowledge, something like that that will really make you stand out as opposed to something that is more soft like quick learner. I also always recommend that people put hard objective metrics on their resume. So something like great leadership skills or creative innovator are subjective. There is no evidence that you actually have those skills. But when you put something in like award-winning and give specific metrics, those can be tested, tried and true skills that show you accomplish them. Those are the hard skills that you want to make sure are really reflected throughout your resume in your tenure and any job that you provide. Also, you can show these hard skills through potentially leadership positions that you may have had on nonprofits or in your collegiate or graduate school careers. So for example, class president of your university, that's a really important skill that can show leadership and that you've accomplished that is a hard fact. 
We hope that these do's and don'ts have been helpful in your pregame preparations to getting the perfect resume so you can land your dream job. As always, if you have any questions or concerns, feel free to email us at notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com. And we always look forward to hearing your comments, questions, and concerns. episode is generously sponsored by Blonde Biscotti Coffee and Biscotti Bar in the heart of Houston, Texas. They are proud to serve third wave coffee and soft baked biscotti, blondebiscotti.com. Thank you again for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to click the subscribe button on iTunes so you never miss a show. And we want to hear from you, so please feel free to send us your questions and comments to notwonderwomanpodcast at gmail.com or you can find us at our website, notwonderwoman.com. <laughs>